I'd like to welcome everybody to uh, our most recent podcast where we'll be talking about the interval fund that Angel Oak has launched, uh, benefits of the structure, uh, and how we're viewing the markets. My name is Adam Beeler. I head up our institutional sales efforts at Angel Oak Capital Advisors. Today, I'll be joined with Abby Kane, Managing Director of Alternative Investments, as well as Colin McBurnett, Senior Portfolio Manager and Head Portfolio Manager of the Angel Oak Strategic Credit Fund. Our goal today is to introduce you to our fund, discuss why we launched an interval fund structure and why we feel this interval fund structure is actually gaining a lot of attention amongst retail and now institutional investors. We'll also be discussing our asset allocation, portfolio management structure, and more importantly, our decision-making process in this market as where we see opportunities in the future. Abby, welcome. Perhaps you can give us your background and tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you made it to Angel Oak. Thank you, Adam. So after getting my MBA from NYU Stern School of Business, I began my career at Citigroup Alternative Investments. I spent 10 years there as an hedge fund analyst in their hedge fund management group. After that, I spent 10 years as an allocator, head of investment research for Skybridge Capital, before joining Angel Oak in November 2020 as an alternative investment strategist. I've had a 20-year-long career allocating, analyzing, diligencing alternative investment products, especially hedge funds and private equity funds. I've also had the good fortune of interacting and educating about alternative products to a wide range of investors, ranging from retail high net worth to family offices to multi-billion dollar institutions. That's great. Thank you. Can you walk us through exactly what is an interval fund? Yes. So interval funds are a special type of closed-end fund. Uh, just like any registered fund, and unlike a hedge fund, they have all the good features like daily NAV, transparency, 1099 tax treatment, unlimited ERISA capacity, approved custodian, yearly audits, and a host of other investor-friendly features that people have come to expect from their mutual funds. Unlike closed-end funds, however, interval funds are not listed on the stock exchange. Instead, uh, interval funds offer quarterly, semi-annual, or annual redemption windows. Also, there is a cap anywhere between 5% to 25% of the fund assets and not investor assets, uh, important distinction, that can be redeemed during any given redemption window. Can you touch on why you feel that the structure itself is gaining more sophisticated institutional investor allocations? There's three aspects to this. Let's say from retail investor points of view, the most attractive aspect is that they get access to hedge fund or private equity-like strategies without the higher minimum. From the retail high net worth perspective, especially their financial advisors, they love the 1099 feature and the fact that they do not have to deal with messy K-1s at the end of the year. And from the institutional perspective, they get access to the same strategies as they do in hedge funds or in private equity funds, in most cases with a lot lower fees. Pension plans do not have to worry about ERISA issues as Interval funds offer unlimited ERISA capacity. Institutions also do not have to deal with a lot of paperwork. Uh, there are no private placement documents to deal with. NAV is struck on a daily basis, so they do not have to wait for weeks and ends to get the final return on their investments. Uh, I remember my days as an allocator where we had to wait for almost a month and a half to get the last month's NAV on our hedge funds and PE fund investments. Another point is as far as Angel Oak Interval Fund is concerned, we charge 1.25% management fee, 0% incentive fee, which makes it one of the lowest fee funds in the category. 
I'd like to welcome Colin back Burnett now to the discussion. Colin's the Senior Portfolio Manager at Angelo Capital Advisors. Perhaps first, Colin, you can give us a little bit of your background, your role here, and your tenure at Angel Oak. Thanks, Adam. I began my career at Wachovia as an analyst within the Real Estate Capital Markets Group. After Wachovia, I spent uh, a few years in a distressed debt startup in Atlanta. For the past 10 years, I've been at Angel Oak in a couple of capacities, but always on the portfolio management desk and currently run the non-agency RMBS allocation for all of our public strategies and QCIP-based SMAs. Could you walk us through the process, the team, how you're working together and how you're coming up with ideas? Sure. So this fund is managed by the structured credit team at Angel Oak, which is the same team that oversees our public funds, specifically Angel Oak Multi-Strategy Income Fund, uh, the Ultra Short Income Fund, and the Core Impact Strategy. We've been working together for over a decade now as a team. We operate according to the same investment committee process that creates a top-down view of the world, after which we perform a rigorous bottoms-up credit selection process to identify the best opportunities for the vehicle, given its objectives and liquidity. Could you speak to us a little bit more about how is this really different than the Angel Oak Multi-Strategy Income Fund? Because you have known liquidity windows. From a portfolio management perspective, we know the maximum amount of assets that are going to need to be available for redemption about 90 days ahead of time. Uh, We're able to construct a portfolio that does not have the same sort of liquidity overlay that we have in any of our daily liquid strategies. Uh, In other words, we're able to take high conviction positions where the underlying positions will naturally have a much higher percentage. And we're also able to have limited cash and a limited liquidity basket. The positions themselves, given the amortizing nature of residential mortgage-backed securities and asset Back securities often return in principle a good portion of what would be needed to meet any sort of redemption demand on a quarterly basis. So we're able to generate the necessary liquidity oftentimes through an organic process as opposed through a trading process. And there's certainly guidelines around leverage in the portfolio of what you can do. Why do you also think that that's a benefit for this fund uh, as opposed to perhaps some other hedge fund manager that agrees with you that can use significant amounts of leverage? Yeah, I think you take principal impairments through either getting the credit wrong, deleveraging, um, or selling to meet redemptions, which can oftentimes also include deleveraging. From our perspective, we're world-class at assessing credit. We don't expect to take any permanent impairments through that process or through that part of the book. On the leverage side, uh, leverage can be a great tool, and we will use it in moderation when the market dictates. But you oftentimes, as we saw in March of 2020, if you're utilizing leverage to too high of a degree to maintain, whether it's a distribution yield or achieve a current return that's north of a hurdle rate so that you can earn a performance fee, that can go very wrong very quickly. And I think as we all recall back in March of 2020, you really saw that unwind hit the REITs the hardest. Um, As people were forced to sell assets to meet margin calls, you saw a significant deleveraging event that occurred and it created principal impairment for a number of highly leveraged vehicles. That can be a very effective tool for outperformance if put on at the very right time and taken off at the right time. But we've never believed in market timing here at Angel Oak. We want to make long-term fundamental investments that we think will perform according to our yield hurdles. Uh, And again, doing that with modest leverage can be appropriate. Uh, And I think the 40 Act uh, structure and the interval fund allows for modest leverage. And so we don't feel constrained in our limited ability to use it. We've certainly been through some interesting um, market dynamics over the past few years. How are you seeing the current market? How are you taking advantage of this current market? And where do you see this fund going over the next several years? The team that 
uh, I referenced earlier, we just recorded a, another podcast talking about the opportunity set that exists today in our macro view. I would encourage anybody to go give that a listen to get an in-depth understanding of how we're viewing the world. But in a very short version, we view what's happened this year as an inflation shock, a rate shock, and a volatility shock, not a credit event. Yet we've seen credit spreads across most products move out to levels that we've not seen since the immediate aftermath of, of March of 2020, though I would say at that time, it was much less certain about the credit outcome for a number of instruments. Uh, and looking back prior to that, you had to go to 2016 to see opportunities in our favorite sectors that looked attractive as they do today. Uh, we believe that the U.S. housing market has some incredibly strong fundamental tailwinds uh, at its back that are going to lead to an incredible amount of resiliency uh, and upward pressure on home prices, even as we move through this Fed tightening cycle. As a result, uh, we love being invested in non-agency residential mortgage-backed securities today. Up and down the capital structure, we're seeing great opportunities where we think we can buy assets that have a number of embedded options that we get at a low cost. Uh, we think that can create an incredible amount of upside for the strategy over the coming years. Colin and Abby, thank you again so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. The goal was to be as transparent as possible about why we feel so passionate about this interval fund structure, our ability to manage through not only the current market conditions, but future market conditions. And again, relying upon our structured credit portfolio management team to find these interesting and unique opportunities. If you have any other questions, please feel free to visit us at angelocapital.com. And you can always email us at info at angelocapital.com.